Welcome to the 221st episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on February 24th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man whose favorite letter of the alphabet comes right before a Z, Carlos Rodella. Oh, that's very clever. E's. We've been talking about E's, and E's starts with Y, and we're kind of like the E's show. This so I is, figure. Yeah, this is the E's broadcast. Letter. And by the way, uh, fun plug at the very beginning of the show, I just finished a sketch about E's. And how you pronounce that. Like, is it ease or is it ease? Or is it is it wise? Y and then just or just an S sound. So I made a sketch about it because it is funny. When people talk about that, they do say it a few different ways. And I'm like, I gotta make I gotta make a sketch out of this. I is there is there a canon way? I mean I'm sure there's one correct way, but do they ever pronounce it in the game so that you know how to say it? Oh, you know what? That's makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Probably I should that's that's Paid what attention. you do when you got a thing that you don't know that people don't know how to say it. You say it for them, and then they're like, "Oh, got it, right?" But if you go nine sequels and no one ever says that word, man, that's that's up to open open to interpretation. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. I think it actually is just ease, like e e s. But um, I hear so many people like on YouTube like saying it a different way that I made a sketch jizz. where like this one guy was like, "Ew, he didn't say jizz way. nine. No, no, no. But some people have said it like like they, they say it with such authority, you know? Like, and I'm like, I don't think that's right. But I mean, who's to say? If they don't say it in the game, I guess it's it's fair game, you know? I'll literally like load it up after this podcast and go listen in the game when they say it and how they say it. All right. Let us know what the definitive pronunciation is. We will get back to our listeners with the final answer. In the meantime... We've got a load of games to get through, and as always, we're going to be starting off with a couple bits and bobs. We're going to be doing some uh, housekeeping, also known as Keeping the House with Carlos. Carlos, what you got on deck today? I'm going to keep the house with 8,000 things. Mm, Still don't have a theme song. No, we do not. Um, Yeah, that's a pretty good theme song. So, (laughs) first off, Cyberpunk. I almost called it Cyberpatch, and that's funny. That is a, that's kind of a really clever play on words, dude. See, I yes ended it. I didn't like uh, try to correct myself. I was about Freudian to say slip. cyber patch. Excellent yes. Freudian slip. I love it. This episode is called Cyber Patch. Please call it that. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk Patch 1.2 is not coming out. It's supposed to come out in February. It's not coming out till March now. And obviously, uh, that's because of the cyber attack. They had a bunch of crap going on at their offices. Uh, CD Projekt Red and their their code was stolen and actually stolen and actually put on the dark web or something, which is so stupid. It's the dark web. Yeah, pretty much. Like some people like us have the code or something to some. Funny the that game. the people who put hacking in their game got hacked themselves. Oh, That's kind yeah. of weird irony, right? Dun, 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 dun. So that is, uh, you know, a thing. I just thought I'd mention it, but I'm still love that game. I don't care. All the haters are going to hate, but when DLC drops, I'm the first to play it. Um, and secondly, you know, just for a second, yeah. it's funny that you bring this up because God's honest truth, dude. Not that I'm religious because I'm super not, <laughs> but I kind of forgot that game even existed, man. Like it came, the hubbub, the problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And like it is, 
it just dropped off my radar, man. I totally forgot about it until you just brought it up again. I'm glad you said that. You gave me a perfect segue because people are saying that online, saying like, oh, this game is dead. You know, the whole this game's dead. It's gone already, man. You know, the tomes, tombstone pictures. and sure, stuff. Sure. Here's here's a newsflash, everybody. And maybe even Brad included. I'm not sure. Dishonored 2. Oh, that's a dead game. Uh, God of War. Oh, that's a dead game. Outer Worlds. I love that game. It's dead now. No shit, motherfuckers. When a single player campaign is done, it's over. Like, why do? You, <laughs> why is this a newsflash for people? They're like, oh, that game is dead. Like, not every game is a game as a service. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And I'm glad that it's not. I wouldn't want it to be. I bet, you know, I mean, I, I, I can see it both ways, right? Like, I can see some people who were like, it should be dead because the game is over and that's it. But I think given CD Projekt Red's history of supporting their games long after release, I mean, we got, like, some of the best content of The Witcher is the DLC that came afterwards, right? That stuff's phenomenal. So I, I can understand some people who were like, oh, we were looking for the fixes and more content and, you know, maybe some DLC. Like, it's understandable. Like, I, and not to say that it needs to be a game of service, but, you know, for a huge game from a huge studio, I mean, which was one of the biggest games people anticipated, it's kind of weird that, like, there hasn't been a lot of forward motion. But, again, the controversy, the bugs, the patches, the hacking, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So. No, no, I get that, too. And and I don't think those DLCs are not coming. They're, they're, they're on the way. You know, it's just right, everything's right. delayed. Obviously, who would have thought that that would be the rollout, that they would be cyber attacked, all that kind of stuff. So I just think it's funny. People, like, you know, making it definitive, no, this game's over. And I'm like, A... Did it have a single player campaign? And if you enjoyed it and got to play it through PC or PS5, etc., then yeah, it is over. But also, they're going to still make DLC. It's just weird, man, because I was I was in the mood to start something new yesterday, which I'll bring up later on the show. And I'm like looking at my backlog and looking at all the stuff I've bought online, and I'm you know trying to select another game. Man, Cyberpunk wasn't even on my radar. Like it, it wasn't even something I considered. And I got a PS5 now, so it's like well, that's I could have played it. Yeah, I just forgot about it man straight up okay now you're remembering okay i'm bringing uh, it up reminded and, yeah you're reminded and by the way on your ps5 you'll be able to play the whole thing beat it and play all the side stories and maybe date my girlfriend but you shouldn't because she's my girlfriend but you can if you want <laughs> i know you said you got dibs but i gotta follow uh what the lady wants to do i mean you know we'll see what she says by the way Ladies literally, prerogative. literally i'm starting to make t-shirts now and i have this like store i'll, I'll pimp it later and, and um I'll promote it later oh no poor choice of words i know um and one of the one of the shirts is pan am is my girlfriend <laughs> i literally made a shirt about it anywho one more last thing about cyberpunk is the ghost of adam smasher which you don't know who that is but it's a character no. in the game okay is starting to follow players around and he's popping up at random times and scaring people in cyberpunk so is this a glitch this is a glitch because he is a character that takes place in a storyline in the game. You d deal with him. I won't say any spoilers, but you, you know, do something and maybe you battle him. I could say that. But he's not supposed to just show up randomly. And so I guess he's just showing up randomly now and like oh, wow, that's messing with people. Yeah. I haven't met him yet, but I'm kind of excited to find him. That would kind of freak me out if some character that wasn't supposed to be there just popped up. Like I turned around and that person was there. That would kind of freak me out. When you're like me in level 50 and everything's maxed out, I'm just like waiting for him to show up. No fear. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, going to punch it in one punch and he's going to explode. Please, Adam. Literally, I might play it tonight just by talking about it now because I want to find him. A uh, couple other really quick things. Movie stuff. I just thought I mentioned Mortal Kombat uh, has a new movie a trailer yeah. dropped. Uh, it looks like the old Mortal Kombat kind of, but maybe some better graphics. Um 
you're looks interested. Looks pretty cool. That old movie still holds up, and uh, I would be interested in seeing a Mortal Kombat movie. And so, you know, it's a pretty low bar to clear. It doesn't have to be amazing. It just has to be pretty good, you know? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, definitely. Also, I was just going through movies about video games. I found, not for resale, a video game store documentary that I forgot came out. Did you ever see it? What's it called? It's got Not For Resale, a video game store documentary. Oh, I thought you were describing it. I didn't know that was the name of it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I've never heard of it. And Kelsey's in it. Um, she is? Is it about her? No, no. It's just a bunch of bunch, bunch of people who like run video game stores. That's Kelsey Lewin, who is the owner of Pink Gorilla. Yeah. She bought Pink Gorilla back a few years ago and has been doing great stuff with it. What's up, Kelsey? Uh, we were on a podcast together one time, too. Uh, but yeah, no, I've never heard of this particular the show where where'd you see it at or where's it at i think it's amazon prime you know how amazon prime i just basically cra- uh, crawled through all the video on demand stuff uh-huh. and so i think it was on there so you can rent it so just check it out uh, if you like video game stores and stuff like that uh and then last movie idea um monster hunter movie came out oh yes i was very excited about it because i was like i really enjoy the resident evil movies they're like bad but fun to watch and I mentioned it to you and said I was going to watch it and you should watch it. And you said no. At first I said yes, but then I found out how much it was to rent it, dude. Oh, that's right. You said yes. And then you're like, it's too expensive. I was like 20 bucks. Like, uh, that's like for like a Marvel movie where I know I'm going to really like it. Like 20 bucks is cool. But like, I was like, as much as I love Monster Hunter and it's ironic that you saw it and not me because I'm the Monster Hunter guy. But it's like, I was like 20 bucks. This movie's probably going to blow. Like, I just I couldn't spend the money, man. So. I, well, I will say really quick tangent. It is weird that I'm watching so many digital movies and the rental price fluctuates crazy, right? It's like five ninety nine, or it's like twenty dollars, or it's like twelve dollars. It just doesn't make any sense. So I, I hear you there. It's too much, and it'll come down at some point. But I'll just say my short review: it's really good. It's like <laughs> surprisingly good. Oh man! And I and I think I try to explain it to you on text, but I'll say one quick thing where you think it's not going to have the actual Monster Hunter stuff in it because it's got Mila Jovovich, she's a military officer, you know, they're in the tanks and, you know, cars, like real-world stuff, and you're like, oh, that's not going to be a Monster Hunter. But it actually opens, the movie opens with Monster Hunter stuff, and then it goes to Mila and how she enters that world. So it's actually very, not I shouldn't say very good. It's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. All right. I mean... I'm, you know, I'm tempted. If it was like five bucks less or something, and I get it, right? Like, you know, no one's going to theaters. The the movie company's got to make their money back. Like, I get it, dude. I totally get it. But like, I'm just like, I, you know, I wasn't a fan of the Resident Evil movies. I'm not a big Mila Jovovich fan. Like, I don't have a lot of like investment in this, and I'm kind of expecting it to be bad. So I'm like, oh, twenty bones. I could get like, I could get like three indie games for that, and I probably would like those. You know, so I don't know. All right. When well, it goes on sale. Yeah, go on sale. And also, I would just say, like, for people who like Monster Hunter, I think it does a really good job of explaining, like, how to fight monsters in a world like that. And it's got some over-the-top characters, and a cat makes an appearance. So it's pretty darn good. (laughs) Uh, You're making me feel bad about not seeing it, man. Uh, Okay, I'm I'm having angst now. I'm having angst. You should have angst. I want you to have angst. (laughs) I got angst. I got it pretty bad. Take the angst. Uh, Two more things real quick. Uh, Blizzard had a little show. And they mentioned Diablo 4, but nothing really about it. And I can't wait to play Diablo 4. But they just mentioned a new character class, uh, a rogue class. Um, But then they reissued the arcade collection, which is only interesting to me for one reason. It's already out, 
and they just like said, "Hey, here it is. We're reissuing this old arcade collection." Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, but Rock and Roll Racing's on it. Did, mm. did you play that? That's one of my favorite games ever. I am aware of it from back in the day, but I just don't like racing games at all, so I never played it. Oh, it's so fun, and it you know it's RC program style, right? But yeah, exactly. With the like digitized down. metal music. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. So I'm gonna pick that up. Um, it also comes with like what, like Lost Vikings, Lost Vikings, and something else. Yes, yeah, something else. I don't know what else. I don't. I I looked at it. I'm like, I don't like any of these games. Or whatever, and I moved on. So I didn't. I didn't pay too close attention. I'm sorry. It was just interesting because of rock and roll racing. Um, yeah. And they're also remastering Diablo 2 for PC and consoles. So that was. Oh, okay. Else. Shit, yeah. I gotta hurry up and finish Diablo 3 then, and then I'll have to play Diablo 2 before you Diablo 4 comes out. Finished Diablo 3. I played Diablo 3 when it first came out, and if you will recall, it was a shit show. Right at, right at release when it came out, it was terrible. It was a terrible game. Right. And it's come a long way since then. So I like I jumped in at, at right from the get-go. I'm like, this game is fucking ass. And I like I, I leapt out, and I didn't pay any attention to it until, I don't know, recently when I'm like, oh, you know, they probably have fixed it up by now. And I jumped in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like way better now. So I'm, I'm, I would like to play it now, but I don't have time. So I got to get back into that, and then I would love to play through Diablo 2. And, you know, I mean, if there's a Diablo 4, I'll check that out as well. But oh, my goodness. That's Diablo a lot of Diablo, 3. man. That's a lot of Diablo. I can't play all those in one year. That's no, and one is such a time suck because remember what's the game that you played, uh, Inquisitor, or what's the one? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Inquisitor, Warhammer, 40K, yeah. Inquisitor. So, you know, those those games, you like them. So like, Oh, man, Diablo's, when they're doing well, so good. Diablo is obviously, it's the best. It's the best of, of that type of game where you just go through millions of enemies and you'd never want to leave the game. It's like, you just want to do one more level. So anyways, it's a great time for you to jump in. I would suggest that. Um, I guess one more thing is uh, PS VR is definitely coming to PS five next year. A new one. Yep. I heard they just announced a brand new model, right? Yep. And they're not going to talk anything about it really, but it's just going to be improved. It's going to have one cord, which is nice. Cool. Uh, and that's it. I just want to mention that because I'm pretty excited. Uh, I have my Oculus Quest 2, but to have something that's dedicated to PlayStation will be rad. Uh, yes, I am happy for you. I do not know that I'm going to jump into it. My son has been kind of curious about it because some of his friends have a PSVR, but I like, I don't know, man. I'm still just not, I'm still not convinced. So we'll see. Maybe P- PSVR was the most comfortable um, headset, though. It really was really uncomfortable, like the first one. Yeah, um, I yeah. did use it for a while, so I think they re- they do a really good job of that. So we shall see. Is that all the items you have? A couple. I have a couple yeah. myself. If yeah, good. you have one item that I want to talk about. That's actually a personal item. Oh, I have I have two personal items. Uh, we'll talk about one, and you're free to talk about the other one if you want to. Okay. Uh, first off, I just want to uh, say thank you to my wife Gina for 15 years of marriage. Tomorrow is our wedding anniversary, February 25th of 15 bam, bam, years. Bam. So I love my wife so much. She is legitimately my best friend. And it's not one of those things where like husband and wife is like, oh yeah, I'm married to my best friend. But then like you're always going out with the boys or the girls or like you don't ever spend time with your spouse and you don't even really like them that much maybe. You just hook up <laughs> once in a while. No, no, no. I love my wife. We spend all our time together. She is actually my best friend. We do so much. We just won two Fortnite games this morning back to back. So we are Damn. like, you know, Fortnite champions, right? You are. I love my wife. She's great. She's a great mom. She's a great provider. She's a great partner and spouse. Love everything about her. And I'm just super happy that uh, tomorrow is our 15th anniversary. Looking forward to a thousand more years. So that's good news. Just uh, wait, a thousand more years? Yeah, you know, we're going to be vampires soon. We're going to get that uh, going. Oh, got it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, uh, by the way. 
Thank you, thank you. Yes, very excited about that. And the other thing, which is I think I think the thing you want to hear about is I just got the first round of the COVID nineteen vaccine. I got the Moderna vaccine, and people may be wondering how I got the vaccine. Well, in my 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 time away from the podcast, away from video games, I do other gigs, which I've talked about once in a while, and I very often work in emergent situations. I work in medical situations, and I work in law enforcement situations, and that kind of work will put you into the 1A category. So I qualified to get the vaccine since I do a lot of those high-risk jobs sometimes. Um, so I went down and got my vaccine, and it was weird because there was lots of other people getting the vaccine at the same time, so... I've basically been locked up in my house since like March go down. And then all of a sudden there's like 150 people in a crowd and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. It was weird to see yeah. a crowd of people after so long. Um, but went through, you know, the questionnaire got the shot and the first day it was like weird, like where I got the shot, my arm hurt like really bad. And I've gotten vaccines before, you know, I've gotten you know a million shots over my lifetime and this one hurt the worst. Like my arm was really sore after I got it, but that was it. Like I was like, no big deal. Second day, I'm like, oh, you know, a little tired, but eh, no worries. Had a cup of coffee, feel fine, just powering through, no big deal. Third day, I was so fucking sick, dude. I was like laid up. I couldn't get up. I was like, my whole body hurt. I was just fatigued back and forth and sideways, up and down. Like I could barely do anything. I slept basically the entire day, felt feverish. I'm like, I feel like fucking garbage right now. This is awful. And I just kind of slept it off, went to bed early that night, drank a bunch of water, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the fourth day, I was fine. I was totally fine. So I'm fine now. Did not catch COVID. You can't catch COVID from the vaccine. I guess that was my body learning how to fight, you know, generate those antibodies and stuff. But totally. Yeah, you know, so there's jab number one. Uh, I go back in a month to get the second one. And then and then that's, that's where we'll be. All right. Well, congratulations on that, too. Um, you are super powered now. You also have the ability to d- double jump at the same time. Did, uh, did you so know that? Helpful. I'm putting shit up on my highest shelves now. I can totally like put <laughs> things up top. It's great. You can double jump. And uh, by the way, you heard that here first on the Soviet Games podcast. Um, go get the vaccine now because you can definitely double jump afterwards. Actually, we do not endorse double jumping. Do not double jump off anything. We are not saying you can actually double jump. I, I'm not saying where you should double jump. I'm just saying you, might, you, might, not, you may or may not gain the ability to double you're jump. You're not liable for your double jumping. No. We are not that, no. Well, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I might get one uh, at some point very soon if uh, I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's, you know, I mean, Biden keeps saying that more vaccines coming. We got to get everybody in the country vaccinated. There's got to be more supply. Hopefully that's going to turn around because there's a lot of people, a lot of people who do not fall into the 1A category. I was very lucky that I, for work reasons, qualified. Otherwise, I wouldn't qualify. But there's tons of millions and millions of people who need this shot like immediately. So I definitely recommend getting the vaccine. That one day of being super sick is a hell of a lot better than actually catching COVID. So don't let that scare you off. And I will go back and get the second one. I heard the second one is worse. So we'll see. But. Plus, you know, it's interesting. I never, no one's ever said this, but, uh, and then we'll talk about video games. But it, it, with that, you knew you were going to get sick. It's like yeah. shitty when you don't know you're going to get sick, you know? Yeah. And you're still like, wait, I wasn't planning it, or you're about to do a show or a podcast or something. And then you like feel like shit. But this one, you're like, oh, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. timed. Um, so I would deal with that. And I, and I heard yeah. a lot of people who have, you know, pretty good immune systems actually feel worse sometimes because of. I mean, yeah, who knows, man, maybe. But everybody I've talked to who has already gotten the second vaccine said that the second one makes you feel way sicker than the first one. Oh, so cool. I'm a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous. I'm going to buy like 
a bunch of chicken soup, some popsicles, going to get a bunch of blankets. I'm not going to plan to do anything that weekend. I'm guessing I'm probably going to be pretty sick that weekend. So. Oh, yeah. And also we'll the Johnson and one, Johnson Johnson one just uh, finally got approved fully. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, so it's a one-shot one. So for the future, uh, people can get one shot, hopefully, with that one. Even better. Yeah. Even better. One time better than two times, for sure. So All Okay, right, cool. video games. All right, house has been kept. We are good to go. Let's move on to the main part of the show, the body of episode 221. Carlos, we're going to start with you. Um, you said you had a game called Video Hole, which I thought was your weird game, but then you came back and said you had a weird game. And I'm like, well, Video Hole sounds like a pretty weird game already. <laughs> so why don't you talk about either one of those or both or whatever is going to happen? Let's have it happen. I'll have my mystery game, which is not Video Hole, another game that I just played before this podcast, but I didn't finish playing it because I just downloaded the demo, which you can do and I highly recommend. Uh, and you too, personally, Brad Galloway. Okay. So the game is called Buddy Simulator 1984. And I'm not going to say too much, but it's on Steam. Okay. And it's uh, basically the game plays out. It's by Nada Sailor Studios, by the way. And it's like an AI buddy, like a text-only AI buddy that you talk to. And essentially, it when you run the program, it looks like one of those old screens, you know? Like a text parser? Yeah, like, well, an old Commodore or something. Okay. You know, or IBM clone or something. And it, you know, obviously it's called 1984. And you basically type in the commands like run the program. And then you talk to an AI and the AI asks you questions and you play games with the AI. But then things get weird. Okay. And things change. And the demo ends in a very unusual fourth uh, wall breaking way. Is this where Video Hole comes in? No, no. Video Hole's a different game. Oh, okay. I thought this was like part two of the game or something. Oh, no, it no, got, no, no. It kind of got spicy all of a sudden. Yeah. So Buddy Simulator 1984, <laughs> the demo is free. You should play it. There's no spicy in my review right now. Your buddy does not have a Video Hole. No. Good God. <laughs> we got to do that spicy episode and just get all this out of the system. You know what I mean? It's only going to make it worse, dude. It's No, It's I think it's just all pent up. We haven't done the spicy episode. <laughs> okay, so Buddy Simulator 1984 has no video right. hole, and there's no spiciness about it. But, but it is free. There's it's a demo. It's free, the demo. I just bought the game because after you play the demo and something really weird happens at the end, you need to play the game. So they did an excellent job of making a demo because I was like, holy shit, I need to play this game now. And just uh, to be clear, this is not early access. This is a finished game. Is that right? It's a finished game. Yep. It's out on oh, Steam. Man. It's only like so eight bucks. So rare. So rare to hear that when talking about PC games these days. A finished oh, game on true. PC. What? What? Well, so strange. It is. Um, again, it's a, it's, it's a text adventure type AI buddy game that I don't want to say anything else about. It's right. just really weird, a little creepy. <laughs> and I am like affected by the demo. Like right. affected. So that sounds very tantalizing. So yeah. free demo, check it out. We're gonna say no more. Buddy Simulator nineteen eighty four, and then yeah. you'll probably buy it immediately afterwards. How much was it by the way? Do you remember? Yeah, like eight bucks or something. Nine, oh, very bucks. reasonable. Very yeah. reasonable. Okay, great. All right. Video hole, what the hell? What is this all about? Okay, this video hole is an indie game. It's not a spicy game. There's nothing spicy <laughs> about this video hole either. Um, what this game is, I find I think I found it through Twitter. Just randomly, someone was you know, posting a friend of a friend posted it. It's an episodic first person adventure game. Now, not an adventure game like the ones that, you know, I just said, I think last episode I can't play where I 
take all these objects and combine them or something. Point and click, you know, yeah. use the mustache on the cat and then put the crab juice in the, the lock and stuff. None of that. Totally putting crab okay. juices in locks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's basically more like a story and it really feels like uh, night in the woods or even not to bring up my own game, but I made a game called hero and cat and it has very similar like comedy where it's like the whole story is the narrative. Really? It's just like meeting these characters and, doing things with the mouse and, you know, moving around and, and picking up objects and, and doing stuff with them, but not like a piecing them together for a big, huge puzzle. So what it is, is you're in an alien dimension. You wake up again, it's first person. You wake up late for work and you're just kind of in this little room. Everything's very, very, very basic graphics, right? Simple uh, style graphics, nothing super crazy, but also abstract. And, and it's supposed to be that way. Very few colors. And you can like, you know, play your, use your computer, do a couple things and you leave your house, go to a huge TV screen. I think you just go through the TV screen, which, you know, makes sense in an sure, alien dimension. Anyways, you are late for work. So you end up at your video store, which is where you work. You work at a video store, video is the store called video hole. Yeah, I think, okay. I think so. There's a hole in the video store, so it should be called that. And basically what you do is, you know, you're late, so you re immediately have to deal with your boss who, like, I think is close to firing you. You know, you're not, like, the best worker. And then you meet your uh, friend who's working there. There's there's cassettes you can pick up, so you can pick up objects and throw them. So there's actually a hole in the video store, and you can throw the video cassettes in the hole to kind of, like, take care <laughs> of them, you know? Okay, sure. Uh, but it's really not about that. It's about the story, and it's about the characters you meet. And, you know, you talk to the girl who's working and she's like, hey, can you go talk to my friend about our band who's playing tonight? And it started feeling very much like Night in the Woods vibes, you know, with that. OK, Night in the Woods. OK, gotcha. yeah, like conversation heavy, conversation heavy. Yeah. And a very weird, uh, weird world. Uh, it feels like an alien dimension. And I feel like it would be amazing in VR because it feels like a VR game almost where you just be like would be looking all over the place like what is this place what is, that doesn't make any sense look at that character um so yeah it's that's kind of the game i wouldn't want to spoil this either it's kind of like if you, if that sounds interesting to you first person adventure game in an alien world that has really fun characters and a lot of weird comedy then you're probably in video hole fun episodic first person adventure game in an alien dimension i really like it i really like it Excellent. Video hole. All right, great. And Buddy Simulator 1984, both on PC. Wonderful. Um, I will be talking about a game called Glyph, G-L-Y-P-H. Uh, this popped up out of nowhere, was not on my radar, had never heard of it. I got an email from, like, the developer uh, himself. I don't know if it's a one-man studio or a small studio or what. Uh, but he's like, hey, yo, I got this cool game. Would you like to check out my cool game? And I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'll check it out. And it is, it is a genuinely cool game. Uh, I love when I get these little surprise titles out of nowhere. Like, cause usually, you know, I, I spend a lot of time reading game news. I'm sure you do too. We watch the Twitters, you know, announcements all the time, PR all the time. It's really cool to get something that just comes up out of nowhere that you have no preconceived notions about. You don't have any information about, you kind of just go into it cold and it ends up being cool. I love, I love that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have that experience often enough, but it's really great when it does. So basically what this is, you play, um, a, okay, so you're like a ball, uh, a robot ball, but you can also turn into a bug. So you're like a bug that's a ball, or maybe you're a ball that's a bug. I don't know which way. But you, you spend most of your time as a ball, and you get set into these levels, which are open 
uh, exploration levels, and they're got kind of a vaguely Egyptian theme. A lot of sand, a lot of pyramids, a lot of like obelisks and stuff like that. And in each level, there's a bunch of coins scattered around. There's a couple gems scattered around. There's like an artifact or two scattered around. And each level usually has at least one secret. And the point of the game is just to navigate through these levels at your own pace, uh, bounce, jump, double jump. When you um, turn into a bug, you can glide for a little while to give yourself a little extra hang time if you need that. And you're kind of just working with the physics and bouncing that ball around and collecting all the stuff at, you know, as you go. And it's just about like the experience of just like being in these levels and just collecting these things. It doesn't sound super exciting on the face of it, but I found it to be really, really fun because the physics work really well. I think robot bugs are awesome. And I think there's the straightforward formula is kind of, it's kind of chill, right? Like it's not a super easy, easy game. Cause there are definitely some pretty jagged um, difficulty spikes here and there, but like, you know, just the whole, I'm just bouncing. I'm just going to get from point A to point B. No one is shooting at me. There's no monsters. There's no jump scares. All the levels are well lit. It's just about just, you know, master the physics of the ball, turn into bug when you need to, and just get to where you're going and collect these things and move on. Like, it's a really serene, chill, you know, fun. You, you complete a level 100%. You feel really good that you did that. Like, you're like, yeah, I got all the secrets and I got everything and I feel really nice about that. Um, I like it. I think the aesthetics are really good. I love the robot bug gliding. is really fun. Um, it reminds me a little bit. And I don't, like... Not even really, but like like Super Monkey Ball, I think is probably I was just going to say thing. that. Yeah, yeah, that's like the only real parallel I can think of. But it's not crazy like Super Monkey Ball. Like it's not like the monkey shrieking and the levels tilting and everything's going really fast and you're like freaking out. It's not like that. Like it's pretty it's pretty chill. But and there's a very very big but uh, that comes along with this. But the game is broken up into two pieces: the exploration pieces, which I just talked about. I love. They're so great. I think these are great. I could play them forever, basically. Unfortunately, uh, the developer has also done a different kind of a level, and they're time trial levels, which I hate. I hate time trial levels. I don't think they work for this game, and I feel like it really... It's two different things that don't go together. I feel like it's oil and water a little bit, because I totally bliss out when I'm doing the exploration levels. Love being the bug, flying around, landing on stuff, bouncing off stuff. Like It's just really fun. But then you get to a time trial level, and it's like, you've got four seconds to get through this obstacle course. Go! And then, oh. like, you just don't make it. And it's they're, they're really hard. Um, even to get, like, you know, it's got, like, a gold, silver, bronze. I mean, I, there's a few times when I didn't even get bronze, and I'm trying pretty hard. So, like, I have I don't like the whole, I need to play this level 42,000 times in order to get a silver. Like, I'm not down for that, right? So you have to beat that trial to move on? See, that's the thing, right? So, like, you can go wherever you like, and I was not doing the time trials. And I got pretty far. I got maybe, like, more than halfway through the game without even touching the time trials. And I'm like, okay, well, this is fine. If these are optional, no big deal. But I did eventually get to a place where I did need, like, the coins and the jewels from the time trial levels. I just didn't have enough. Hmm. So you do have to engage with them at some point, which is a real bummer. I jumped on Twitter, and I, I sent a tweet to the guy, and I'm like, yo, bro. I don't like your time trial levels very much. And he's like, yeah, they're not for everybody. I'm like, yeah, but they're not very good. So I think you should. <laughs> Damn, you're me. aggressive. You're like, listen, yeah, I know they're not for everybody, but also they suck. So get yeah, them out I of mean, here. I, I mean, with all due respect, I think this is a great game in general. And I, I tweeted the guy and I'm like, you need to patch this because I feel like a lot of people would be really into this game uh, until they got to a time trial. And then they would nope out because like, I feel like it takes a pretty hard left turn into like stress territory. Like imagine, imagine you're playing p-cross or like sudoku right like you're just chill you're playing you know you're playing p-cross you're just doing the numbers you're kind of like filling in the squares and every three p-cross puzzles 
you got to play like a level of like, you know, Doom or something, you know, like, right, it's like, right, okay, right, now right. you're playing Doom. Yeah, ah, I don't want to play Doom. I'm not in the mood for Doom. I don't want that. I want to get back to the Pcross. You finish one level of Doom, you go back to like three more levels of Pcross, and then you're doing Doom again. And it's in, like, it doesn't work. In his defense, that is much more of a, a contrast in, in styles than a time I mean, trial. I'm exaggerating for, for a fact, but like you get the, you know, it's like yeah. one thing you're totally just zoned out and chill. The next thing you're sweating and you're tense and you're on the edge of your seat. Like, I don't like going back and forth between those two things. I don't think it's a very good balance, right? Yeah, no, I get so, it. Yeah. yeah, I wish I wish he would just either make the time trials optional or just make it so that, like, all you got to do is cruise through with, like, a bronze and then just move on with your life, right? Like, that would be fine. Like, I would be okay with that. Um, so I don't like the time trials, but I love the art style. I love the bug. I love the exploration levels. And I love that this game came out of nowhere. Like, I had no expectations, and I've really been putting a lot of time into my my goal is to finish it. I think I'm probably more than three quarters of the way in. I think I've only got a couple levels left. So I think it's really good. Just be, you know, be ready for a couple of um, difficulty spikes in the time trials and some of the exploration. Some of the stuff you got to do in that is pretty tricky. But overall, I dig it. And it's been a while since I played a game that really focused on physics like this. I mean, probably Monkey Ball was the last one, and that's a million years ago. But yeah. it's 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 not like anything else out there right now, and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, um, if it was just the adventure part of it, it would probably be like... 100 percent for you right oh dude yeah i would be i would be so down so down yeah, yeah i mean and I, I still like it anyway i still like it but you know yeah i like that idea like you said like just kind of relaxing like there needs to be more relaxing games you know where you're just chilling with like whatever the physics are um mm-hmm. before we leave this though you just said p cross and we just at the top of the show talked about east or east or whatever yeah. it's called uh i always call it Picross. oh really i always call it p cross so there you go. It's another E situation. They don't say it in the game. No, there's nobody in the game. There's nobody <laughs> no talking. Is, yeah, no, so one says, no one knows. It's Picross, by the way. It is. It's Picross. I okay. know it is. Okay. Uh, so that is Glyph. It's on the Switch. I believe it's also on PC. And despite the fact that I do not like the time trail, I still recommend this game. I think it's really cool. I think it's got a lot of really nice aspects to it. I would recommend it to people on the Switch. I will say one other thing, though. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but I find that the depth perception is better when you are playing it in docked mode. And I don't think that it's anything to do with the performance of the game. I think it's just seeing it on a bigger screen helps the depth perception because I notice that it miss jumps more often when I'm playing handheld than when I'm playing on my screen. So hmm. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's me, maybe it's psychological, or maybe there's something about the screen. But I find it is easier to play when you're on a big screen. So just heads up on that. Cool. All right, that is it. That is Glyph. Uh, Carlos, throwing it back to you. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Y is your favorite letter, and I believe you've got another game to talk about that starts with Y. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of an E's or E's or S. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not an option. <laughs> uh, kind of an E's update. I think it is just E's, and that's why I made the sketch where the guy really focuses on how he thinks it sounds because it's... I don't think it sounds like no one knows for sure, dude. No one knows. I know for sure. I think I'm going to find out. But anyways, so what happens is I beat ease nine. I'm going to say ease a lot right now. Um, I beat ease nine, I think a couple episodes back. And then I immediately went to origins, ease origins. We talked about that last episode. Yes. I remember this. And I beat ease origins. Wow. How many hours was that? That's a hard game, but I put it on easy. So, you know, but even on easy mode, you still have to do all the actions. You have to go through all the huge bosses, and it's a lot. But I also did it because I wanted the lore dump, right? I wanted to know what happened in this whole you thing. You like a good dump. You're, you're I a like the dump. I like guy. the dumps, you know? You, you know, do. Give me you a do. good dump. Let me do a good dump. I mean, you're happy. Yep. Hey, in this age, when I'm at my age, 
it's a something to celebrate. It's right? a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal. So, uh, damn you for making me go on that tangent. <laughs> I love that you just went with it, though. That's great. I'm a yes and. That's what we do. <laughs> so, Ease Origins, I beat, and uh, I really enjoyed the, the combat because basically what they did is they took a combat style, which is an action RPG, but like I think I told you last time, like the small little characters, like a Zelda character. Yes. Link from the past style. Yes, yes, yes. Um, almost like a twin six shooter where you run around, but you are attacking. The Ease 1 and 2 games, uh, I'm not going to go back and play because I did play them on the Turbo Graphics a long time ago, but they are, the, the combat's the worst. It's that bump style where you just bump into enemies. <laughs> Craziest combat Craziest ever. Craziest combat yes. ever. And I never enjoyed it. And they didn't really, even in the updated versions, they didn't change that combat. Every other updated version, um, they're changing the combat, which is really cool because then it makes you want to go through the game and get the lore dump. So I beat Origins, which is insane. It, it took me eight hours, seven hours or something like that. Okay, that's not crazy. That's it's pretty not good crazy. Game. Yeah. Good. And I mean, I really went through every little you know piece of side story and lores and stuff. And it was just basically one huge uh, linear story. Um, so now, if you remember, I think I told you, they're kind of out of order the way that the actual chronological storyline goes. They so, were released out of order, but it, but the story kind of goes back and forth, right? Yeah. So here's how it goes, and I'm just going to tell you because this is a reoccurring uh, episode or segment on the show because I'm going to play through all of these games of Decided. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. dear. Now I'm in, okay? After I beat 9, I got this momentum. I beat Origins. I was like, fuck, I didn't think I could even beat that. And I know it was easy, but it was still tough. So Ease 1 and 2, I'm skipping. I played them on Turbo. I can get the summary, the bad combat. Ease 3 in the order is actually ease four, which is the Salceta game I have or Calceta. I don't know how to say that either. It's pronounced jizz. It's pronounced jizz dump. Um, <laughs> that was from PS. That's a PlayStation game, isn't it? Um, it's a PS4 game. Or was it originally a Vita game, right? It was originally a PSP game, I think, or Vita. PSP maybe. or maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But, but the point is it's on PS4 now, right? So that's the one I'm playing next. And that is actually the next one in the story. That's Adol's first real adventure. Uh, I thought going to say his first real girlfriend. <laughs> no, nice. My first real girlfriend is Pan Am. Uh, oh, that's sad. Okay. It's not true. Ease 1 and 2 was his adver- first adventures, but Ease 4 is like his first adventure outside of um, you know, his own village and stuff. He's just doing his own thing. Anyways, I'm playing that now, and I'm like halfway through it already because wow. I am crazy. The next one is Ease 3, and they actually remade that one for steam so so it's a new version on steam okay uh and then i can't play five because that's only on the super nintendo and then six seven and eight are all available to play so and five is the only one you can't find like uh an uh, emulator or anything to play yeah i mean i could do an nsnes uh, rom or something but they're going to remake it because they basically remade all of them so far um so there's no reason why they wouldn't remake that one so i'm hoping that by the time i'm done with three which is actually four uh, they might have remade it by then. But yeah. it's so funny that all these games exist and I have like basically no attachment or experience with any of them. And there's just this entire like ease empire that you are like so deep into. Like it's so it just kind of goes to show how big gaming is, right? Like we we are we are two guys who play a ton of games each and we can each have like these wildly divergent experiences that like don't even cross over when it comes to something yeah. like this. Pretty and fascinating. I, and I also feel like uh like you know it's fun to champion it and show people this this world that I you know, originally started with because it was on the Turbo Graphics, and for me, I've already mentioned this many times in the show. It's one of my favorite systems, but also having the CD-ROM was a mind-blowing experience. And so, Ease One and Two 
And I did actually play, I remember this now, I played East 3 on CD-ROM. And I'd forgotten about it until I looked at footage. And I played all those, and they had, like, voice. And you kids don't know, but that wasn't a thing in games. Big like deal back point. then. Pretty yeah. big deal. It was, like, fully voice acted. And they were bad voice acting, but we could take we take what we can get, you know? Bad was worse than none. Yeah. Or, I mean, no, it was better. Sorry, no. I got the backwards. No, yeah. Bad is better than none. That's what yes. I meant to say. Yes, yes, And so, anyways, I think that's why my attachment to it, you know, because E's 1, 2, and 3, like... They were part of this like uh, childhood memory. Yeah, yeah. So nostalgia is a powerful in. thing. Yep, I'm playing four now, which is actually three, and I'll talk to you probably next episode if I've already beaten it by then because I'm. We've crazy. got the next 19 episodes booked. We have ease yes. segments down and yes. all those scripts. So folks, Thank buckle you. in. We are going on an ease journey. You're yes. going to know as much about jizz as Carlos does. No, don't keep going back to it though. <laughs> All right, let's get off of these for a second. You have one more game in this get particular segment of to talk about. Let's get, get off. off of this. Let's get off of this. You said get off. Uh, I sent you a code earlier this morning for a random game that we got called Taxi Chaos. I, I launched the YouTube video. It is the spitting image of Crazy Taxi back from the Dreamcast days. And I'm like, oh, somebody's remaking Dreamcast games. And it's ironic timing because the very same day somebody else put out a trailer which looks uh, like a, a new game that looks exactly like Jet Set Radio. So I, apparently making Dreamcast games new again is a thing. But um, you played a little bit of Taxi Chaos. Is it exactly like Crazy Taxi, or how is it? I mean, it's worse, probably. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, before you sent me this code, I was watching Defunct Games, front of the show, mm-hmm. and he did like a 10-minute video on this game. Really? Uh, yeah, I had seen it like last week and I forgot. And it was like all like how much he didn't like it. <laughs> you know, it was like ridiculous and a ripoff, of course, and whatever. But I will say this. Most of it uh, I agree with in the fact that it's just, you know, it's a crazy taxi ripoff from like the 90s in the 90s style, the 90s graphics. Like there's nothing updated about this game. It's not like they took. Like if you if you looked at the video and you didn't know what it was called, you would swear it was Crazy Taxi. Like if you just glanced at it, you would say it's Crazy Taxi. Yeah, but again, almost sometimes with worse graphics. Like it's yeah, it looks really muddy. Like the graphics are muddy and dark. It, it's hard to explain, but they don't look good. It feels like last generation easily. But there's one. There's a couple positives. The negatives are you know it's identical, but it's not anything better. There's only like regular arcade mode. There's a pro mode, which takes away the arrow and there's no map. So it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You want me to go to the destination and remember where it is? Like that's what pro mode is. That's like, that's tough. That's tough. There's no map though. Like if it was a GTA map, I'd be like, okay, I get it, you know? But like, there's no, I was like, I think this has to be wrong. Maybe I don't know where the map button is. But anyways, that was pro mode. And then... You you know unlock um, uh, uh, cars, so you unlock faster cars, and if you unlock faster cars, then you just end up using the faster cars at some point because you wouldn't want to go back to the slower car. There's no specialness about them. There's no you know special abilities. It's just like you go to the faster car. So you're just yeah. trying to unlock cars. There's only two characters, a guy and a girl, and the guy sounds like you know it's like a fake New York City. So the guy sounds like a you know stereotypical or um, I should say like almost, I don't want to say racist, but it's like, you know, you're a New Yorker who's like, hey, forget about it. Right, right, right. And he's just th- that so many times. Um, and then you pick up people. And for some reason, almost all of the women sound like they're out of the series Fargo. 
Like they got that. Like they're from Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Eh? It's like, uh, <laughs> hey, what do you like about driving a taxi? Eh, I can't do the accent. Maybe they're visiting New York. Maybe they're from out of town. They're all from out of town then. <laughs> it's like a convention. There's like some kind yeah. of Minnesota women's convention. There's a little bit of story, and I was kind of like, oh, maybe that I can get into. Like you hear the story of the characters. Like what are they doing? But they repeat so often. Um, mm. There's definitely like storylines where like. I think you can follow one character for a little bit when you pick them up and stuff, but nothing, you know, the writing's weird and not, you know, terribly good. Um, one really unusual dialogue that the the main uh, taxi driver says, and I picked the guy, so I don't know if the girl says it, but he says, I wonder what fun my kids are doing up to. That's weird. Broken English. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so clearly they're making this game outside of the United States. Yeah. I wonder, he keeps saying it too. And I'm like, Kid, dude, stop it. And also you're wrong. Uh, as in that's, I mean, I don't speak good English either, but Weird I wonder and what grammatically f- incorrect. Yeah. I wonder what fun my kids are doing up to. It shit just bothers me. It's gross. That's gross. <laughs> it yeah, is gross, so, isn't it? It's no good. So okay. here's, here's the only good thing is you can jump in the game. So your car can jump. Did you, could you? I'm trying to remember Crazy Taxi. Did you have to find a ramp or could you jump back in Crazy Taxi? You couldn't Taxi just then? jump, jump, like turbo jump. Like, I, I feel like you always had to go over ramps and stuff because the car was pretty heavy. It had physics and stuff. This one is like you can jump anywhere. Like, you just jump. Uh, you can also boost, but the boosting is weird and doesn't really work well. But you can definitely jump anywhere. Like, keep jumping. doesn't reset. Like, it just keeps going. You can jump all the time. And there's actually a skate park that I found, and I basically was doing tricks. I was like, on your taxi. I was, no, yeah, I was like grinding. Um, it's dumb. I mean, it's it's like, <laughs> it's not any better. The takeaway is it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know who it's. I don't know who it's for. Like it for the for the jumping thing. I like, but then like everything else is so old school that it's not fun. The the dialogue's repetitive. Um, whatever in quotes missions they are with the characters is not fun. Pro mode is stupid. Like what the fuck. Like, doesn't make any sense to me. Take away the arrow. Um, and I, I'm always, I always get frustrated when, you know, the, the, the little animation when you are about to hit a person, they dodge out of the way, you sure. know? So they all dodge the exact same way, and they're like, you know, this weird gymnast all of a sudden. I, I, you know, whatever. I, I don't know who this game is for. I really don't. Um, right, that's that's well. my review. I don't know who it's for, and they need to get rid of that fucking dialogue that says, I wonder what fun my kids are doing up to because it's 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 uh what is it's cursed that's what it is it's cursed (laughs) cursed game taxi chaos is currently suffering from a curse all right (laughs) i guess if you i don't know want to play a bad copy of crazy taxi i mean this is a thing that exists for you but it doesn't seem like carlos was too crazy about it and i'm probably not going to give it a shot nice and by the way i will say this i'm not too crazy about it but in a little little bit of a way it does scratch that crazy taxi itch so i'll give it that you know? and there's not a lot of competition in that genre there's like crazy taxi and, and taxi chaos taxi chaos so i guess second best yeah there you go all right uh moving on i want I, you know i meant to say this at the top of the show i apologize i meant to say this in the housekeeping but i wanted to give a shout out um, to gaming in the wild that podcast you listen to that podcast before haven't you oh, yeah 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 i uh i subscribe we were talking i believe his name is john uh, if i'm not mistaken uh we were talking on twitter 
and you know he recommended his show and he's uh, retweeted us a couple times, which I'm very grateful for. Thank you very much. Uh, so I, you know, I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts, but I just haven't had a lot of time. But I found myself in the car the other day going to get some groceries, and I'm like, well, you know, this is a good time to pop on some gaming in the wild. And I got to say, I really like that show a lot. I think he gives a very insightful uh, take on the games that he talks about. Uh, really makes some really good points. Makes you think about the games uh, in a different way. And he picks games that I'm interested to hear about. Uh, a lot of art, art house games, a lot of indie games, a lot of stuff that I probably would play already. So I think it's a good crossover. Uh, the last episode I listened to was the one where he talked about Cultist Simulator, which is one that I played recently. We talked about this recently. And his uh, takeaway was that it was a disaster. So I'm like, yes, I love that takeaway because I also felt like it was kind of a disaster. And I'm being horribly unfair to the game and to that podcast because he said a thousand other words, which... Uh, you know, tempered that that usage of the word. But it, it, it tickled me that he was bold enough to say that because that's really how I felt mm-hmm. about that game too. But anyway, shout out to Gaming in the Wild. I thought it was a great podcast. If you like this podcast, you very well may like that one. Very different tempo, very different flavor, but I think uh, a lot of good stuff in that show. So I, that's definitely a thumbs up. That has nothing to do with my next segment, but I just wanted to get that out there before I forgot because I'm supposed to say that in housekeeping. Yeah. And I apologize. Yeah, check it uh, out. All right, check it out. Next, uh, okay, so the next game we need to talk about is Curse of the Dead Gods. You've played this one, haven't you, Carlos? You played yeah, this a while ago? Yeah, I mentioned ago? it on the show a while ago. Yeah, you mentioned it. Um, the PC was like early access or a beta or something like that, and it just recently, like this week or last week, came to consoles. I tried it on, it was, uh, it was either PS5 or Xbox X. I don't know which one it was. One of the, you know, one or the other. It's on all of them. Basically, it is a isometric, roguelike, which features real-time combat action. You play some kind of explorer dude. I mean, there's not much story here. It's like you're an explorer, and you're in some kind of, like, I don't know, South American ruins. I don't know if it's Incas or if it's Aztecs or whatever. It's I, I don't know. And as far as I can tell, the game didn't spell out which way it went on that, but definitely South American kind of, like, ancient culture ruins, pyramids and, like, you know, winged serpents and stuff like that. And you go inside these levels... And you collect different weapons, um, fight a bunch of monsters inside each room. It's kind of broken up in the same structure as um, Hades a little bit. I yeah, don't know. I mean, totally. everybody and their brother has played Hades right now. So I'm guessing that's probably a, a familiar touchstone to a lot of people who might not otherwise play roguelikes. But it's broken up by room by room. And then you choose the path that you want to go on. And, um, you know, you can pick different uh, routes to go. Some routes will have a heal at the end of them. Some routes will have a weapon. Some routes will have money. So you choose what, what goal you want to go after. And eventually you go through a bunch of rooms. You get to a boss, fight the boss, and either you beat him or don't. Um, I mean, it's it's. I have mixed feelings about this game, right? So, like, I think in general, like, the theming, the graphics are okay. I like roguelikes. Everybody knows that. I like action roguelikes. That's okay, too. But, you know, I got to be honest. Um, you know, as despite the fact that Hades was not one of my favorite games, last year i mean i think hades is pretty close to being a perfect game like just because it didn't appeal to me personally i was still able to recognize what it did what it got right the 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 strides it made to move the genre forward right like it does a lot of brilliant things i wasn't personally in love with it but i recognize it as almost being perfect right so like that set the bar really high and so any roguelike that's an action roguelike coming after hades i mean bruh you got to take a step back and like look at what you're doing because like that bar is set real high yeah and i feel like i feel like curse of the dead gods is is exactly in the same basket as hades except like nowhere near as good right like um the story is nowhere near as good i don't even know who my character even is 
The weapon diversity, nowhere near as good um, because I only found like really one or two weapons that I felt worked very well. And that could be me. You know, I, I fully admit I was not mastering each weapon, but I felt like I couldn't really find some positives in some of the weapons. Like it just didn't feel great with some of those weapons. Um, I didn't feel like the runs were very different. And in something like Hades, you know, you get the modifiers, you get the different powers. Each run can feel wildly different. I did not feel like my runs were very different. They weren't different enough for me. I'll say that. So I kind of felt like within a few runs, I was kind of like repeating the same ground. And that was kind of a boring feeling, especially for a roguelike. And then, um, you know, it, it all kind of came down to about, you know, grinding to unlock some stuff. And then that stuff gets randomly uh, set loose in the dungeons. I mean, it follows a pretty standard formula, right? It's a pretty standard action roguelike formula, except like Hades exists. And that's a game that's out there. And I'm, I'm not sure why you would play this instead of Hades. I mean, unless you had already finished Hades or something. But even so... It just doesn't do anything great. Like, it's not bad, but there's, like, already other better games out there. And so well, why would I want to play something that's not quite as good, right? Yeah, let me, let me um, in kind of a defense of it, even though I don't enjoy this, but I think what separates it, and I think I tried to mention it on the last time I brought it up on the show, is that it feels more like a, um, I don't want to say puzzle, but it seems much more like a small microdose uh, roguelike than um, Hades, where Hades feels like it's a, a world that you're existing in, and you there's a story and it's really great art and all this, like you said, the stuff you mentioned about the roguelike. Um, but this one, remember, you can like make this little map and you get to like choose which way you want to go on the map. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And so it to me it felt more like a puzzle game in that way. It was like I'm gonna go this spot and then I hopefully I get that thing in that spot and then I hopefully get to the boss when I have the weapons I wanted for the boss. You know, yeah. and to me that was no fun <laughs> because I don't like roguelikes to begin with, but it was even like making it simpler and like board by board by board. Where yeah. that's why I actually enjoy the idea of Hades, where it's more open and I can just kind of like play around in the world. So that's why I think differentiates it. And so people some people might like that, where it's like um, you know, board by board. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. And that structure that you're describing was basically, uh, I mean, in my experience anyway, it was really brought to everyone's attention by Slay the Spire. Right. Uh, that was the first, like, successful game where they kind of used that same structure where you can choose which way you want to go. I'm sure that somebody else has done it before. I mean, I'm sure there's a gaming historian out there who is tut-tutting at me right now, and I apologize for that. I don't know every single game in history. But that was uh, the structure of Slay the Spire with the, kind of like the overall like combat and feel of Hades. But, you know, I mean, I think... And I think that's fine. I think that structure is fine. But I just didn't feel like playing the game was that entertaining. Like fighting the enemies after four or five runs, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like I feel yeah. bored with the combat. The weapons don't feel different enough. Uh, the unlocks are coming too slow. I just, you know, fighting the same uh, enemies over and over. And the way that the enemies come at you, I, I kind of didn't appreciate. It felt like basically I was spending most of my time dodging because enemies would just like circle you and each one would like dash at you. And so like you really just have to look and get out of the way. And I didn't yeah. feel like I was really mastering the combat. Like I didn't own the battlefield. I wasn't making decisions. I was mainly just like dodging most of the time running. Yeah. I felt like I was yeah. running all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like running away a lot of the time. And the other, the, I guess the real hook of this game, I suppose, is that everything you do in this game, like curses you a little bit more. You have a curse meter and you, you enter the game and like literally like every time you go into a new room, you get a little bit cursed and then you pick up a piece of gold. You get a little bit more curse. It feels kind of punitive. And, the steps that you can take to get rid of the curse, I feel like are not super effective. So by the time you go through to the boss, you've probably been cursed like three or four times over. 
And so like one curse will be like, oh, your torch doesn't work anymore. Or the next one will be, uh, you know, you get poisoned instead of healed or, you know, you'll take double damage if you meet these other people. And, you know, like it, it's like some of the curses are not too bad. Some of them are pretty bad. And like it just kind of felt like you were just getting worse and worse, like the challenges were getting higher and higher, but not in a good way. Like it didn't feel like it was the right kind of challenge. It felt like kind of a cheap challenge where I was fighting uphill, even though I was like maybe doing successful combat. Maybe I was managing my resources well, but like that automatic curse, no matter what you do, it just kind of just built up too many times. And some runs I would like to get like two, three rooms in. I'm like, Oh fuck it. I'm not going to win this run because the curse is already too bad. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's got good ideas, right? But like, I just, I feel like the bar has been set so high that anybody wanting to do this kind of game, man, you, you got to bring it and bring it hard. And I just don't feel like this game brings it enough. So it's okay. But I got to be honest with you, after about one day of playing it, I was done and I didn't want to come back to it. Yeah. And also for me, if I'm playing a roguelike and then they're also adding curses, I was like, I'm cursing now. Cursing at the screen. Literally cursing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. That was Curse of the Dead Gods. I mean, I think it's worth it if you want something that is a Hades-like and you're done with Hades. Um, You know, temper expectations. There's nothing wrong with it. I just think it just needs to a little more polish, a little bit more content, a little bit, you know, differentiation in the combat. It would be a good play. But right now it still feels a little bit undercooked to me. So that is it. Carlos, throwing it back to you. Super Lucky's Tale. And I have to take a wild stab in the dark. You've got to be playing this on your Xbox uh, and playing this via Game Pass, right? Uh, is it Game Pass? I think I paid for it. Oh, yeah. I guess what? it is Game Pass. No, no. I think it's Game Pass. You're right. It's got to be Game Pass. I was yeah. going to say, dude, this is free. Like, both of them are free on Game Pass right now. You know what's funny is it said Game Pass, install on Game Pass, and then to the side of it, it said buy. If you want to buy it, sure. But what? Oh, because it's going to go away at some point. Yeah, like in three Game months, Pass. it'll leave Game Pass. And if, if you like it, they give you a discount for buying it while it's on Game Pass. Right, interesting. But, you know, but if you get you play it and you're done with it before I, before it leaves Game Pass, you have under no obligation to buy it at this all. This wild world of Xbox Series I X. I know. What is going Technology. On We're living in the future. So this is uh, currently, I mean, correctly, it's called New Super Lucky's Tale. Okay. Uh, mini full disclosure, I was actually also at Microsoft Studios when this came out, and I remember showing it off at E3. I was, like, at the booths um, doing, like, other stuff around... Uh, the booth, but we did like talk to people playing it. I remember that we did like a whole segment. And remember back then, which was huh, 2018 or something, I remember loving it. Like, I'm like, this is just awesome. Well, I've forgotten about it and never played it because I didn't have a uh, new Xbox for a while. And then recently I heard that Xbox, this is going to be a quick tangent, recently uh, just updated a few games themselves, not the game developer. And they said they pushed New Super Lucky's Tale up to 120 FPS. Wow. Because they could? Because the <laughs> because they can, because they're Microsoft. Well, no, no, because I mean like the Series X could too. Yeah, right? got, the, got the horsepower. Right. So then they, they basically ask developers and the developers have to sign off on it. And then they just do it. And why would you say no, right? Like if, right. if Microsoft's going to do the heavy lifting, why would you turn that down? Well, we might have an answer for that in this review. Oh, snap. Okay, plot twist. Yeah. So, okay, first off the game, simple. I'm not going to go into this game. You probably already know about it. It's a fox. It's a platformer. It's like uh, Astro. What's the one that just came out for PS5? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Astro's Playroom or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, it's, like a, it's like a Mario. Mario it's like 64, a... right. Okay. Yeah, you know, one of you those. know what it is. 
um, Conquers Bad for a Day, etc. You're sure, a fox. Sure. The graphics are amazing. I mean, it's like fluid, fluid, beautiful, fluid, awesome. Uh, in general, it shows off the, the power, uh, I think, of the system and the fact that everything is just so... Like a PS5, like the Astro game, it was a, a platformer, which we all know and love, but it just ran so smooth, you know, which makes those great, right? You're hitting things, you're double jumping because you just got your vaccine, and <laughs> you're... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing this so people will get the vaccine. Call so. back, call back. I got it. So, anyways, it, it's it's great, right? But it's actually it's more than I thought because I had never really fully played it. It has different types of levels. Like some of the levels are side scrolling. I didn't I didn't expect that because you think open world, you know, third person, uh, third person perspective uh, platformer, but there's actually levels that are all just side scrolling. Then there's a couple levels, fun callback again that are like monkey ball. Mm, and I was okay. like, I did not expect this, but I'm here for it. Um, and then there's a lot of levels that are just that open world, you know, perspective. Which oh, hop are and bop. Hop and bop, super fun. You can actually dig under the ground as a fox to get coins. Um, it's one of those games where you just, uh, two hours are gone. Because you're like, I'll just do one more level. You sure, know? sure. And it is so fucking fun. Like, the highest review of a platformer for a long time. I mean... The Astro game on PS5 was really fun. I like this one better. Like, I really think that everything just feels how it should. Like, double jumps feel how they should. Uh, Power-ups you get feel good. Um, picking up those coins, the sounds, breaking the bricks, uh, fighting the monsters, all the stuff. So that's all the positive. No-brainer. I mean, Game Pass, of course. That's a lot of positives. That seems like a very glowing review, but I feel like we're in for a, a twist here. There's a but, and I don't know if this is because of... Oh, there's two butts. It's a double butt. It's a. <laughs> Is that I feel a like thing? there's another joke to be made there, but we're gonna let that go. Is that a spicy thing? A double butt? I mean, I don't know. It could be. We could make it one, but we're gonna move on. I wish an AI algorithm would just like pull out all the spicy bits of all of our episodes ever <laughs> and be put them together. There'd be nothing left of our episodes. <laughs> um. So two things. One, the characters talk in sim language. Um, oh yes oh god it's terrible so fucking dumb because they're dialogue to read like you've got to read the text and you're yes. like getting the two things in your head don't know oh, why they yeah. did that don't know why tangent they did that. dude i'm glad you brought that up because my wife is literally playing this like right now like uh she's playing it and i'm still so my wife and i play a game in the same room i'm on one side of the room she's on the other side and i'm playing something and i hear her playing super lucky's tale and all i hear is she's in the halloween theme level and i hear Spookaboo, 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 spookaboo. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're talking. They're doing <laughs> they're the, the jibber jabber. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's fucking irritating. And yes. you're like, no, just how about none? How about none? Yes, just be quiet. Wait, I probably can turn that off. I might turn it off in settings. Okay, so that's stupid. Here's the other thing. And I don't know if this is related to the 120 frames per second, but there's no option to say like what you want it in. Like, you know, it's not like there's a video output setting or something. So okay. I'm just assuming that they updated it because they said they did to be silky smooth. And it looks like it's running crazy, you know, like super fast. But whenever you fight enemies, ask your, ask your wife this and have her look next time. When you fight an enemy and you hit it with your little tail, the, the fucking enemies drop frame rate. Now, let me explain. The enemies drop frame rate. Not you, not the world. The game is flying at a nice, smooth, silky, whatever, 100 frames per second. The enemies drop frame rate. 
So and it's not a, an effect of you whacking them. You would think it might be an effect, but it's the, it would be the <clears> dumbest <throat> effect ever. They looks like they're going in slow motion when they get hit, and I cannot understand it at all. But if it's from the upgrade, holy shit, they should turn that off. So people who are listening, and if you've got this far in the episode, please tweet me uh, at so video games or at Onawa because I don't understand what's going on. It looks bad, man. It looks really bad. Weird. I, you know, I wasn't watching my wife that closely because, like I said, I was playing my own game. But I will, I will take a look when she uh, fires it up tonight. Watch tonight. You'll see it. Yeah, I'll see if I can notice that. That's interesting. It's basically any, and it's any. Also, I think it's any enemy. Like it's any main enemy who's coming at you. You hit it with the tail. The enemy like goes like instead of like ten frames per second, like fifteen. Hmm. And again, lucky and everybody is like running at the same speed, but just the enemy is moving weird. And I'm like, that if that's an effect, that's the wrong choice. Or if it's this new Xbox Series X thing. So that is a curse. That's a cursed moment. Another cursed moment in a series of cursed moments on this show. Uh, we're calling the episode, by the way, Cursed Cyber Patch. Can you please, Cyber can you Patch. please write that down? <laughs> yes. I'm going to type it in here. So new, su- new Super Lucky Tale, though, still high recommend. Um, I hate that thing, and I hate the sim language. But I'm going to definitely beat it. Like, you can just tell it's so easy to play. So fun. Excellent. Excellent. All right. We just have a couple more games, and then we're going to bounce out of here. I want to circle back to something you talked about last week. A ground. Um, You talked about that. 2D, Minecraft-y, sort of a resource building kind of a game, pixel heavy. You talked about it last week, and I was I was digging what you're saying. You kind of sold me on it. I had seen the trailers, but I well, you know, I don't know. I didn't pay too close attention to it. And then after you gave it basically a thumbs up, I'm like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of in the mood for that. So I, I bought it, and I've been putting some time. I maybe like maybe five. Now you bought it on the Switch, so, right? On the Switch, yeah, because that was key. That was clutch, right? Because you said it seemed like it was made for a small screen, and I now that I have played it, I totally understand what you mean. Like it does not look good on a big screen. You got to yeah. play it on a small screen. Yeah. Um, so I think the Switch is absolutely the right platform. Very interesting game. I, I got to admit, when I started this game, I was a little bit confused as to exactly what was going on because the game starts out and it seems like you're the survivor of a plane crash or something. Uh, actually, that is not the case. And it, it took me a while to figure that out. And I went back to look at the trailer because I was like, wait a minute, what is going on in this game? This is weird. If did you see the actual um, trailer, like the pre-release trailer for this game? I don't think I did. I just saw like the beginning. You wash up on the the, the shores right, or something. Right, yeah, right. I think they did that to purposely kind of make you think one thing. But man, if you go back and watch the actual trailer, that trailer's fucking bananas, dude. Like, and I'm not spoiling anything because this is the PR trailer. So, like, I mean, it's like you start off on this island, you get to the next island. There's like cars airplanes you're getting guns and shit and then like you go down like into the ground you're like fighting a dragon you open up a portal you're like in space you're flying between planets and shit like you're going to like alternate dimensions i'm like what the fuck is going on in this game this is crazy yeah so it's totally like nutso like but, but, and so by I, the way real quick callback so yeah. last episode you remember i didn't say too much yeah um, i guess i didn't realize there was a trailer out there with what i would call spoilers because i, I mean like the, crazy I, spoilery right but it's yeah. in the trailer I, I guess it's like two things. One, do you tell people that weird stuff is coming or do you not and let them figure it out? I would have, if I was the developer, not told people. But like I didn't tell you last time because I knew a few more things than you than you knew about stuff that shows up. But um, that's interesting. It's in the trailer. But that, that that's why it's more than meets the eye, this game. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, I think 
I, I guess I can understand. Like, I see the value of letting things unfold because once I started figuring out, wait a minute, am I not actually a plane survivor? What is actually going on here? That kind of got me more interested. But if I didn't, if I didn't know anything else was coming and I just like for the first three hours thought I was in like another Minecraft alike, I, I, you know, I very well might've bounced out, right? Like, oh, okay, it's yeah. one of these. It doesn't yeah. seem that fancy, but knowing that I was going to fight Cthulhu in the stars in a different dimension. I'm like, oh, okay, wait, that gives me motivation to stay in this game. I want to see more. You know, I'm going to get planes. Like, in the very next island I got to, I got decked out with some fucking guns and shit. And I'm like, oh, now I'm going to go back to that little fucking slug underground that beat me up, and I'm going to go fill him for the holes. I'm going to get revenge on that guy. Like, you know, it's, there's a lot of stuff in it, and this game seems like it's really going to go places. Uh, so that's really kind of keeping me in. Like, if it was just Minecraft, I don't think I would want to play it, because I've played Minecraft, and I've played several games that are like that. I don't want that experience again, but... But knowing that you're going to be technology, like travel, in the stars, spirits, monsters, ghosts, and stuff, I'm like, okay, this seems pretty cool. Like, I, I might want to check this out. So, very interesting. I'm not very far. Like I said, three, four, five hours. Um, I'm only on, like, the second island. I'm still doing stuff. So, yeah. I haven't gotten anything crazy, crazy. Are you still playing this? Or yeah, how's it going? I, I am. So, let's let's not say any more. And let's let okay. people, like, definitely, I think we've done a good service to the game for people to check it out. Um, let's talk about it next episode and maybe even, or the next episode after that, um, and see what crazy stories we have. We could say spoiler warning or something. All right, perfect. We can talk about it at the end of the show. One last shout out. Um, and then we're going to bounce here. I mentioned earlier that I was looking for a new game to get into, right? Like I had, I have a bunch of stuff to play in the switch and I love the switch. You know, I love the switch. Uh, but sometimes I want something a little bit like bigger with more bells and whistles. And you know, it's the switch is great for 2d games for indie games. I think it's perfect for that. I love it for that. But when I want something that's like bigger, flashier, you know, re more realistic graphics or open world stuff, like I don't come to the Switch for that. So like I got a PS5 in the house. I've got the X in the house. I'm like one of these one of these consoles has to have something for me here. Start looking around. And, you know, like I said, it, 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 Cyberpunk didn't even come into my mind. I forgot that game even existed. Oh, my goodness. So I'm looking at stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do another Assassin's Creed. I'm not in the mood for that. I, I was thinking about maybe playing Gears Tactics, but I didn't. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I've heard it's really long. I'm not sure. Kind of looking at different things. Maybe it's going to start Warframe up again. But then I'm like, fuck, if I start Warframe, I'm going to be stuck for like 300 hours playing Warframe because I just fall into the Warframe hole and I can't mm -hmm. dig back out. So that's dangerous. But then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Days Gone. I never played Ooh. Days Gone. Have you played Days Gone? I haven't. I, I noped out at some point and I feel like I should go back. But um, there's I'll tell you the reason I noped out. But tell me about your time with it. Did you try it? Yeah, I'm about maybe like three, four. I just started like like late last night and I played one more time this morning. So I'm just like I'm still like barely like going through tutorials and stuff. It's um, I got to say it's different than I thought it would be, because when this game came out, I heard a lot of people shit talking it. And so that kind of put me off. Uh, I think also I was busy with reviews or something. I didn't have a lot of time to devote to something. So I just was like, whatever. But I am kind of a fan of Sony Bend. Um, they did the Siphon Filter games. And although the first one is not great, like the later Siphon Filter games are pretty good. Um, I thought those were, I had a pretty good time with those. So I was like, well, those guys can make a game. Like Siphon Filter was all right. Maybe I'll check it out. And I just forgot about it. You know, you get busy, things come up. But I jumped into it last night or and uh, check it out. Number one, this game looks crisp as fuck on the PS5, dude. Like it looks mm. sharp. I'm like, oh my God. Like, Wait, wait, wait. The, so I own the PS4 version. Do I just get the auto automatic upgrade? I don't know if there's even an upgrade or what, because I just got there's only one version in the store and that's the one I got. I assume it's the PS4 version. Maybe just the increased horsepower just lets everything render uh, it. That's probably better, it. you know, Yeah. because yeah. I didn't I didn't see anything about, you know, PS5 enhanced. It was just the game. But holy shit, it looks good. Like the 
it's so sharp and crisp and the textures and the world. I'm like, God damn, this is a fucking good looking game. Why did nobody tell me this? Uh, that part is great. I heard people say that the story and the characters were stupid, but I mean, I'm kind of into it so far. Like, I think they set the guy up. The main character, his name is Deacon. He's a biker. He's got lots of tattoos and weird rings and wears denim and stuff, just as a stereotypical biker would. His buddy is also a biker, got loads of tattoos, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I mean, I think they're established well enough. I mean, I think the script sets them up for who they are. So I'm doing stuff that makes sense. I mean, their reactions to things so far make sense. I mean, maybe the story gets bad later, but so far I think it starts off well enough. You know, it's not Hemingway or anything, but I'm not expecting that. I think it's, for an open world game, it, it's doing its job. And uh, I, I didn't realize how much of it was like zombie stealth and survival. Like, I guess I just didn't really get a good sense of what you'd be doing, but you've just like sneaking around getting supplies, you know, kind of like an open world um, last of us, but just minus all the sadness and the, you know, the weird cruelty and shit. And you're kind of just doing open world stuff. But so far I'm really digging it, man. Having your motorcycle when you're driving through the woods is pretty badass. The motorcycle is, is a huge part of that game. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a plus and a negative. So it's a double-edged sword for me. Cause it, uh, I was talking with my friend, like it is one of the most uh, awesome feeling motorcycles in a game. It's really good. Really if, good. And that the weight of it and stuff, you know, but and the double-edged sword, it needs okay. to, it needs gas too much. Like, it just that gas thing. At some point, you're gonna run out of gas, and if you haven't already, and that is a fucking downer. And maybe they patch it where it's like less, or like you know, you need less gas now. But when I was playing it for the first time, when it first came out, I was just so bummed out because essentially I just left my bike. And I just ran everywhere because I was like, oh, man, that's no good. Yeah, that definitely happened a lot in the game. And it was a real bummer because there was you had to find gas for the damn fucking bike. Interesting. Maybe um, they've patched it because, you know, like I'm, I have like the bare bones, like new bike right now. I have no no upgrades or anything. And I, I can see in the upgrade menu. There's like a larger gas tank and a more fuel efficient engine or whatever. So that's coming. But as of right now, and again, I'm only like three or four hours in. Um, I haven't run out of gas. I haven't even come close to running out of gas because whenever I go to any location, there I there's always like at least like one gas tank laying around, like one of those portable jerry cans, you know? And so I just make sure to bring it back with me and fill my bike up. Maybe they patched more of those in. I mean, that would make sense because but, Yeah, but the yeah. but the act of doing it is shit. So basically what I'm saying is it could have had like a GTA element or just like your bike just works. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I don't there's no rever reverence I have for bikes and maybe they, mm -hmm. you know, have that and they're like, let's make it so realistic. I'm like, I'm fucking fighting zombies and being stealthy and that's the part that I do like about the game. So anyways, that part can go fuck off and <laughs> was the reason I noped out. You know, it was like straight up probably the main wow, reason. Wow, Because I really liked the combat. I really liked, like you said, the story was fine. Like, I didn't expect anything else. And you said earlier, open world Last of Us. It's open world State of Decay. Like, it's straight that, up. Yeah, combination. State yeah. of Decay and Last of Us. Yeah, and it's, for sure. it's fucking great. But, like, you talking about it now, I'll go back. Because my save game's pretty far. Like, I got pretty far in the game. And I'll see if they patched a little bit. Because I can't do that gas thing anymore, man. It's like I have I PTSD mean, from it. It's weird, man. It's weird uh, because I, I haven't had that experience so far. So maybe it's better now. But like, you know, like I'll go to a location and it's, so it's like open world and you're just like exploring. I really like the way the exploration feels. It feels really good. It feels natural and organic. It feels good when you're creeping through the woods. And like I will very often get to the top of a hill and then cut my bike's engine and like coast the bike down. So I'm making way less noise. 
and I'm not using any gas when I'm coasting. So that's like kind of a fun little thing that I like to do. I, I appreciate that you can even do that. You can walk your bike if you don't want to have the bike on, like he's on the bike and he's kind of pushing it forward. You see, as you you're, do you're bringing up old, motorcycle. You're bringing up old memories that are bad memories because like that looks cool and is realistic. But how many times I've had to in the past walk that fucking bike? I mean, bike? It, must be, it must be different now, dude, because I'm I'm never running out of gas. But I mean, so I, I go to a location, like let's say you're clearing a bunch of zombie nests or maybe you're killing some... Uh, you know, raiders or something. And then, like every time before I leave, I'm just like, is there a gas can around here? I look around. Yep, there's a gas can. And then I just fill it up. And then, I mean, I've never dipped lower than like 75%, I don't think. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to it. I'll check it out. But I'm glad check you're enjoying it, it. Yeah, I'm surprised, man, because people were really down on this game when it came out. Like nobody had any good words to say about it. But then I was talking to Elijah Beam, former game critics writer, or sometimes game critics writer. He uh, tweets under Unabridged Gamer, at Unabridged Gamer. He uh, he likes a lot of offbeat games and games that don't get a lot of love. And so that's one thing I like about him a lot. Um, he and I often connect on games that are kind of left out in the cold. And this is one that he was like, dude, this game is so good. You're going to love this. And that stood out to me because he he can see the good in some games that a lot of people don't. And that I feel like I have that quality as well. Like I definitely get in some games that some people don't like. Uh, you know, like I'm thinking like, you know, Metal Gear Survive or something like that. People just took the biggest shit on Metal Gear Survive. But I thought the game was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So if he recommended this, I'm like, OK, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And he was right. I mean, so far, this game is like way better than I was expecting, way better than people led me to believe it was. And I mean, maybe it gets bad later. I don't know. Who knows? But like the five, four or five hours I've put in so far, it's been like really, really good. Like I kind of can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, well, I'm going to go back to it now that you just brought it up. We do that for each other on the show a lot. We'll mention something. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I should go back and yeah, try that. sold me on a ground last week, and so I guess it's my turn to return the favor. Ooh, there you go. Well, before we leave uh, the episode and zombies, um, I actually just saw it today while I was going through the Xbox catalog because I'm trying to find games I hadn't played. Uh, Seven Days to Die was on there. Oh, man. Fuck that game, dude. So is that a terrible game? No, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'll tell you why. Okay, well, here's what I just read. You tell me first. Okay, well, yes. What I read was that it's an open-world game. You don't have to play multiplayer, and it's first-person survival horror, tower defense, etc., which is take or leave it, but role-playing elements where your character does get better, so I like that because I think of what's it what's the game that we like Dead Island you know Dead Island something sure, where I can yes. like upgrade myself and then also fight zombies and again you don't have to play it online because whenever I heard that title I thought it was an only online game and it says you just just be in a survival world with zombies and upgrade your character and that's it and I was like why am I not playing this game have you tried it no I'd say okay, my wish list now because I just right before this podcast I was like I think I need to get this but I'm asking you now. What do you think? Well, I, okay, here's here's my knowledge of the game, right? So we we reviewed this game when it originally came out a couple of years ago. So it's been around for a while, right? And when we got it, it was broken as fuck. Like, it didn't work. My reviewer had, like, major technical issues. You can go see the review at GameCritics.com if you want to. I believe it was Josh Tolentino who did the review. He's a great reviewer, strong writer. He'll, he'll suffer through anything for the sake of a review, and I believe it was him, if I'm not mistaken. And he just had, like, major problems with it, like, not enough content. It just seemed really broken and janky. Uh, and then we waited for a while, and it seemed like no patches were coming, no balance was coming. It seemed like they abandoned the game, right? Uh, this was on PS4. So he wrote his review after a good long while, and we were just like, this game sucks. End of story. The reason I hate it, not because I've ever tried it, but because at least once or twice a week... I will get hate mail from somebody who loves this game. And they'll be like, fuck you. You guys are hacks. You guys are getting paid off by someone. Why are you reviewing this? You kill, kill yourself and go kill your mother too while you're at it. This game is great. Fuck you. 
So that's what I know about this game. This game apparently has gotten better in the last two or three years. It has a fan base of some sort. I don't know if it's on console or PC or whatever. But there's a very hardcore group of people who love this game and hate us for Mm. reviewing it. But I got to tell you what, man, like in the review game, it's like a shark. You got to keep swimming forward, right? And if your game gets patched like a year, two years later, we don't have time to go back and review it again. Like, don't give it to us if it's not ready for review. And what you gave us was broken and janky and not ready for prime time. So that's what we reviewed. Is it different now? I'm sure it's different now. But like, you know, I can't go back and review it again. Wouldn't want to if I did. Uh, Josh doesn't have time to go back and review it. We've got like so much other stuff to review right now. So that's that's how it goes. Don't send your game out to review if it's not ready to review. And to everybody who loves this game, I mean, I'm sure it's better. Carlos is going to well, play it pretty soon. We'll get a full report here. Who knows? I was going to say, it pops it back up on this podcast then because I'm definitely going to play it now. Now I'm like a like uh, filled with um, determination. Also, by the way, I'm looking at the website, and a patch was released on December 20th, so that was pretty recent. Wow, okay, that's very recent, yeah. Um, and they, you know, I, it's so random that I found it today, too, because I was just looking for something that was any sort of RPG element, you know, and some sort of, like, I can better my character kind of game. So, yeah, uh, Kismet or something. I'm going to I'm gonna check it out, and um, it seems fun to me. Well, definitely fill us fill us in. Let us know how it is. It was not great at release, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that it's a great game now because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people out there on the internet who love this game and le- love to let me know that they love this game. So I, if it's great, I'll come check it out myself uh, personally for the show. Not going to review it again, but I'll play it for the show. And we'll see, what, we'll see what's up. All right. I have two zombie games on deck now for myself. You got two zombie games. That's a lot of the undead, dude. You're yeah. going to be double fisting it. Oh, that seems spicy. <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't have to be. It could be. It you made it, you made it spicy. I did because I've already been in that <laughs> mindset now. All right, folks, that is it. This is the show. But before we go, we love to get your questions and comments. Haven't had a lot of email lately, so send us an email. I know you guys are out there. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up, SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SoVideoGames. But you can reach us individually. Carlos, where can people find you this week? Uh, go check out my new TikTok show because I have new thing every all the time. It's just how, how I do things. Uh, at Carlos versus Carlos, it's versus Carlos versus Carlos. Okay, yeah, it's spelt out V E R S U S. So Carlos versus Carlos on TikTok. So that's at Carlos versus Carlos on TikTok, and it's me and my buddy Carlos, another Carlos that actually exists and isn't me. And we're talking two comedians talking comedy and current events. And you're sure it's not you? It's not. No. Because he's um he's Thai and Asian and black and so I'm ni- I'm neither of those things. If I get, if I go check this out and it's you, I'm going to be very disturbed. Well, I, I would have to change my appearance drastically. That's what I'm thinking. If you if I get on there and you got this crazy makeup job, I'm going to be real sad, bro. No, that would be I'd, I'd be canceled. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> All right, Carlos versus Carlos on TikTok. As for me, same as usual. On Twitter, on Instagram, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. And just as a, as a little side note, if you try to follow me on Instagram, like, please let me know who you are or send me a note on Twitter or something. Because if I get, like, some rando, I, I generally, like, shut those down because you get, like, spam followers all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep my Instagram just, like, legit people that I like and that I know and, you know, keep it real. So if you want to follow me there, I'm happy to have you follow me. But please let me know who you are or send me a message or something. Or just hit me up on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. So, all right, folks, that's going to do it for episode 221. Thank you so much for joining us here on the So Video Games podcast. And we'll see you next Friday. But in the meantime, 
This is Bye from Brad. And we'll spicy you see you later from Carlos. Ah, spicy. I see you later. Spicy. I tried and it failed miserably. That's okay. I gotta talk to my buddy simulator. He'll understand me. <laughs> <laughs>